0: All right, all right all right we're back with another exciting episode of old-fashioned work and whiskey an old-fashioned podcast discussing old-fashioned drinks and old-fashioned work ethics i'm jason courtney your host as always in studio with me our producer and co-host olin hyde
1: and uh, always enjoying it
0: always always especially when we remember to turn down the ac in here
1: absolutely that makes a big difference in this tiny room that we're in (laughs) (laughs) recording it gets hot fast
0: really quick and i don't know if that's because all the hot air coming out of my mouth or just the room
1: probably plays a part yeah and that we can't have a fan because of the microphones yep
0: yep all that's true so well today we are going to enjoy or imbibe a wonderful jack daniels single barrel rye and I picked this bottle while visiting up our f- good friend Chris Middleton um, Memorial Day weekend for the Indy 500. I was honored to go back as uh, Todd's guest this year and enjoy the race. And they had this. I, I've heard of it. It's not easy to find down here in the South. So I picked up a bottle while I was up there and flew back with it. And I'm excited to try it today. Have you Have you pre-tried? Um, just a... To- a little oh, tiny pre-tried. sip. pre-tried. I
1: had to make sure it was
0: right. Oh, well, you've never had this particular <laughs> concoction before, so how would you know if it's right or not?
1: Well, I could tell if it was bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we are trying a Sazerac today.
1: Yeah, as uh, recommended by Jack Daniels.
0: Yes, so just so everybody's aware, I, I when Olin offered the drink choice yesterday, I said isn't? isn't that an actual company that makes the alcohol? And he's like, no, no, it's a drink. And so we did a little research, and there are two Sazeracs. It's both. <laughs> There's a Sazerac drink, which we are enjoying today, and a Sazerac company which owns some of the largest lines of, of alcohol in the world. So, yeah. I mean, Buffalo Trace, E.H. Taylor, um, Fireball, you name it. They own they own a lot of them. So explain to us what is uh, in the sazerac
1: so it's a different recipe it's very close to an old-fashioned uh big difference is before you mix anything up you take a little bit of absinthe and pour it in the glass and rinse the glass with the absinthe. then you mix up your old-fashioned essentially and you strain it out so that it's chilled but when you pour it in the glass there's no ice um so it's the Jack Daniels, Tennessee, uh, single barrel rye with some, uh, bitters in it, a little bit of sugar garnished with a lemon peel, which we're missing a day. You know, our, our, uh, kitchen staff threw away the lemon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she is uh, relentless. If it's more than like three days, it's gone.
1: Yep. Yep. And, uh, you know, when we were mixing this up, there was a, a particular nose to the yes, absinthe. You
0: reckon? <laughs> so I was there to help uh, to prepare today for a little bit. I had a call I had to jump on. But, yeah, we're rinsing the cup with the absinthe. And it still
1: has a little bit of the
0: smell in there. Yeah, so when you, if you try this drink, be prepared. It smells like licorice.
1: We don't know if that's what it tastes like. We didn't try it.
0: Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's just used to rinse the glass. So the absinthe was 110 proof. Um, so I don't know if that just removes some of the impurities from the glass. I, I'm not sure. I think it adds, like you said, a little
1: bit of the aroma, maybe just a, it's almost like a dash of having it in there.
0: Yeah. So I'm fixing to try it for the first time. Here we go.
1: It definitely picks up a little bit of that licorice. It's just barely there. It's not overwhelming and you can definitely smell it when you you bring it up to drink it.
0: So I took a rather large sip. I don't know. I feel like it's almost missing something. Not necessarily the lemon. I, I, don't know. <laughs> I was going to say Maybe like, the like lemon. Changing. Maybe, I, I, but it's, eh, it's okay. It's not bad. It's, it's smooth. It's, it doesn't have a bite on the back end. So the, the single barrel rye is uh, 47% alcohol by volume. So 47% ABV is a 94 proof. So it's definitely not the heaviest hitter we've had on the show, but I don't know. It, it does have a nice feel to it, so it's warm on the way down. It's not, it's not hot by any means, but it leaves me with a warm feeling, and it's very smooth. I wish there was a little more rye. I don't quite get the rye from it. Maybe the absinthe is knocking some of that off, but... It's also,
1: it calls for pretty heavy bitters on it. Um, it's not like just a couple dashes. It's a couple dashes of... Uh, one well two different kinds of bitters there's and i have no idea if i'm saying these correctly but peshad's bitters and uh angostura bitters so it calls for both
0: i'm glad you said that so i can <laughs> make fun of you later if we find out it's wrong i didn't i didn't, I didn't anticipate wrong. uh pronouncing those on
1: this episode <laughs> well, so, well, so i didn't look that did. up
0: so yeah so it's a like i said it's a 70 percent rye grain bill which is why i was hoping for a little bit more of the rye but um it's it's great it's uh straight out of lynchburg tennessee at the jack daniels distillery so it's a handcrafted barrel so it's like i said it's a it's a very nice rye so
1: we'll see how it goes through the uh episode here
0: yeah so let's kick it over to the old-fashioned work ethics so we uh pre-covid we were honored to go to ifa conference and we got to hear a gentleman by the name of simon sinek speak uh if any of you are into podcasts or ted talks or reading business-minded books you've probably heard of simon sinek he's, he's
1: got a bunch out
0: there he's a big deal so one of the things that he spoke on kind of stuck with us and it was infinite versus finite and you hear that and it sounds pretty basic right infinite meaning forever or unending and then finite, which means to have an end or a goal to accomplish. And the thing that he spoke about that we want to talk about more today is business. A lot of people define business as finite, and and he said they're figuring it all wrong. Right? Yeah.
1: He uh, he talks. He says we really have the wrong mindset. And and to give a little more clarity on what we mean by finite and infinite, both in business and in in general, is. That the finite has a start and an end. It has a clear set of rules. There's a clear set of competitors and there's a clear set of winners and losers. So an example of this would be sports. You could pick any sports. We'll, we'll pick hockey because we're in the Stanley cup playoffs right now. And
0: thanks for getting that right. Yeah. Yeah. Not and uh,
1: <laughs> so in this, everyone on the, the ice all knows the rules they agree to play by the rules. There's a clock that has a start and an end for both the periods and the whole game. There's scores. So at the end of this time period, you can look up at the scoreboard and say who won and who lost. That's that's a finite game.
0: And the, if they're tied, they go into overtime and shootouts. Like They're going to determine a winner and a loser. Absolutely. We're not tying in the playoffs.
1: Right, where the infinite is different um the the players are not known there is no ending there is no clear set of rules that everyone has agreed to and therefore there's no winners and losers in this game if you're playing by the infinite mindset which an example of that would be like the cold war so there were no clear rules that the u.s and and russia was playing by there were no Uh, uh, known players, right? We had a lot of shadow activities happening both in the spies and in in the way the governments were uh, behaving and so they were spending resources and everything in order to try to win a game that there really was no way to win and the only way to exit this game is that somebody gets tired of playing it essentially. Either they run out of money effort uh, stamina, whatever the case may be and so then the game ends. So where that's so important is in business, they often pretend that they're playing a finite game. And so you hear companies and CEOs say things like, we have to beat our competition. But the problem is business isn't a finite game. Nobody's agreed to a set of rules. There's no start and end time. Like we are all in an infinite game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where it kind of sinks home with me is. So we, when we first started this almost six years ago, we set out. Okay, we want to hit ten million in ten years, right? Like, to us, that was the finite goal. Like, well, and you
1: wanted to grow, you wanted to to beat local competition, and you wanted to beat office pride franchisees.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so that was the goal. And what he talked about is it's not a bad goal to have, but you must realize that it's not like, so once we hit that, we didn't win. We don't get to fold up our, our chairs and go home and celebrate for the rest of our lives. We either have to sell or continue to move and grow and and shake, or we start to die and shrink and lose money. And
1: it's just like when we bring on a customer, right? The sales process is a finite game. We, we have a clear objective to bring them on as a, a revenue generating customer. But once that moment happens and they sign and we begin to clean their facility, we have to transition to the infinite game because if we don't, then we're going to lose that customer eventually because someone else is going to be cheaper or better or faster or whatever the case may be that's important to that customer. They're going to beat us at that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's where I feel like we've done pretty well at trying to shift to the customer focus. We've worked uh, to to improve our sales to operations handoff. We've tried to put systems in place to make sure that we are, are getting in touch with them regularly, that we're following up with them. And it's not just a, uh, we only hear from them when they're upset because once again that where where this kind of changes is it's a relationship game right so we've talked about the relationship game before and that's kind of what takes it into from an infinite to a finite same thing we were talking about sports like with the players right like not all six foot five two hundred pound men are successful sports players like it takes mm-hmm. something different. It's not the same for everybody. You can't just say, oh, I'm six foot five, two hundred pounds. I'm gonna be a successful hockey player, football player, whatever. It takes a certain set of grit. It takes a certain set of experience and understanding being able to read plays. So there's no set of rules. Now they come up with like the the collective bargaining agreements that say, yep. hey, we're not gonna let you pay them less than this. They can't work more than this. Like there's some there are some rules, but there's no specific rule that says, oh, because Olin Hyde is six foot two. And uh, a, a certain weight, <laughs> well, more than he wants to be. <laughs> aren't we all? Uh, you know, because he's that size, he's going to be a an NBA player or a baseball player. Like, there's just not that rule. So that's where we have to be careful in our business is not saying. Hey, all customers that look like this are going to be successful, right? Like and we've done, we've done the opposite of that by saying all these customers are going to be a headache, right? So we've, we've had schools in the past that have been a challenge. And so we're like, Oh, let's, let's avoid schools. But at the same time we have a, a it's, it's a daycare, but we can call it a school in Milton that has been a real treat. I mean, yeah. We're, we're doing well, high, high profitability, good customer service, not a lot of complaints, good good timing. Like, it's just, it's been a good account. Well, and even in our
1: annual planning session we did this year, albeit not our normal way where we went off-site to a fun place, but we just did it at one of our homes here with the SLT. And we're sitting there, and we're talking about our annual goals that we want to have as a company And instead of the conversation being, how do we capture more market share, or how do we get bigger than, or how do we do this? It was like, we know we're going to grow because that has to happen. But the conversation became, how do we make ourselves better internally, which drove one of our key goals around reducing our employee turnover and looking at that and saying, if we could do that as a company, that would make our lives infinitely better from the top all the way down to the bottom. If everyone was staying longer, our customers are gonna be happier because we're not having as much turnover. We're not having to train as much. Our managers are actually managing. They're not uh, functioning as a cleaner. We're not having the stress of, are we burning out our staff? We're not having the stress of, are we burning out customers and and turning them over? So all of our sales efforts are going to a long-term gain instead of just simply replacing the losses that we've incurred from these things. So it, it totally changed our conversation there at our annual a huddle as well
0: yeah and i think you know when we look at that goal even it's not a it's not a finite goal right once we get to the the desired outcome right let's say it's 100 percent turnover instead of 150 which is the industry average um is does, do we win like do we get the prize and we get to go home and not worry about it
1: no yeah it's not not like it's, we won the stanley change. cup yeah it's yeah, like it's all right like, we got to keep driving like how do we keep going the,
0: like the stanley cup where there's a hey you've won Like next year, you you got to do it all over again, or it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. So like you have to keep playing the game, and that's where we have to realize that, you know, we can't just say, oh, we achieved it and close our bags and go home. You know, it's it's constant effort. It's like we've talked about diet and exercise before. You can't do it one time and say, oh, I did it. I'm I'm successful exercising, or I've dieted for one day. I'm good. Like, it's constant effort. When you get down to your weight that you want to be at, you can gain it back. I mean, I I've lived yeah. that moment out. Like I'm driving to get back down to where I think I was. anyone who's like,
1: died. It has lived that moment. out. <laughs> like
0: it's not, it's not finite. It's infinite where we have to constantly be paying attention to those things around us. And that's what he talks about is, is making sure that you realize that understanding it is half the battle.
1: Yeah. And he talks about a, a key example that uh, people on our age range, uh, the millennials will understand Gen Z's may have to go do an internet search for this. But so growing up, we had things called uh, movie rental stores, and there were two really huge ones Movie Gallery and Blockbuster. But Blockbuster was by far the leader.
0: Is Movie Gallery national or was that just local? I don't
1: know. I thought it was national, but maybe not. I don't know. Blockbuster definitely (laughs) was. Blockbuster
0: was. was, but I can't think of a competitor
1: other than that yeah other
0: than blockbuster and movie gallery
1: yeah i know there were a whole lot more out there but if
0: you know of one please message us and we're not yeah. talking about Redbox; that's what ended the blockbuster series but message us on facebook let us know what what you guys had you'd yeah. like to know
1: so there's blockbuster out there and then this upstart company comes along called netflix that says hey you pick out a list of dvds that you want to rent and we'll mail them to you and as you watch them you put them in an envelope you mail them us back we'll send the next one on your list you don't even have to go to a store or pay late fees or any of this so they were kind of disrupting this and the ceo of blockbuster went to his board and said hey guys we really need to look at at doing something similar especially as streaming is getting better and the board said absolutely not a large portion of our revenue comes from late fees and we're not walking away from those. And so today, obviously, most people have no idea what Blockbuster is because they're gone. They they went extinct because they were playing by a finite mindset where Netflix was playing by an infinite mindset and was willing to pivot and change and and Blockbuster wasn't, so they're gone, and now Netflix dominates.
0: That was one of my favorite things on Friday night. Dad would take us to the Blockbuster. <laughs> Molly and I got to rotate which week it was to get a game or a movie, and then yeah, we, if we had a good renting week, video games. That's another thing oh, that uh, the
1: Gen Zers don't don't if we, get.
0: If we had a good week, then we could you know get a candy as well, so Sour Patch Kids, Junior Mints, and we'd have movie night. And it yeah. was, I mean, now like you said, I mean. Kids today will take it for granted. We can just log in. I, I streamed a TV show last night. Uh, to your your phone or your iPad, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't have cable. I just stream Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime. Yeah. And because those companies pivoted, right, they played the infinite game. They're still around. Even Redbox is struggling. You know, yeah. Redbox was big for a while. And with the, the technology and streaming today, if they, if they don't pivot soon, they're going to... Yeah, I mean... I don't know that we even
1: have a DVD player in our house.
0: My parents just bought one. I'm like, what for? Yeah. You know, Danny and I went shopping uh, for a, a CD player for the boat and you're looking. not going to
1: put a cd in a boat well i was like, looking
0: at this head unit and he's like oh that's going to skip a lot i was like what do you mean it's going to skip a lot he goes the cd the laser will lose contact i was like buddy it's 2021 <laughs> i haven't bought a cd in over seven years <laughs> i don't have one to put in yeah. it <laughs> you don't have to worry about that all i'm worried about does it say the word bluetooth if it does we're good because i can stream it from my phone and we're 100
1: right but when i changed the one on our boat it was the same way it was like the Bluetooth connection to my phone, I was like, this is fantastic. Because before it was, it had an aux cable, which was okay. Not great. But
0: not on your current phone. It's not. It doesn't have an Yeah, aux no, cable. no, it does not. You There's no uh, adap- headphone jack. You got to get an adapter <laughs> to the charging port. It's a pain in the butt. Bluetooth is where it's at.
1: Yeah. And I agree. I wasn't even looking at a head unit thinking, even in my car, mm-hmm. I have a six disc CD changer that came with our car as standard equipment. I don't know that we've ever put a CD in it.
0: Do you have six, six discs to load?
1: Maybe if I dug around in the office, we might have a, one of the old trapper keepers, you know, that yeah. you would uh, put all your CDs in yeah. and you'd be able to flip through. We may,
0: we may have one of those hiding somewhere in the office. Wow. Yeah. No, it, it's so you have to be prepared to pivot. You have to be prepared to make those changes. COVID hit last year, disrupted the world as we know it
1: completely there. Were, I don't know that there was an industry that was not Disrupted,
0: and those that adjusted the quickest were the most successful. You look at companies like Grubhub and uh, Dash Pass, and um, uh, I think it's Door DoorDash. I have a Dash yeah. Dash Pass with uh, Waiter, and yeah, yeah all these all companies that start delivering food, like. They took off left and right. It was huge. the 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 time that I had COVID, every meal, three meals a day, were delivered to the house. Like it, it was it was unbelievable. It's like, man, this is great, right? And it's disrupting the markets. You've got ghost kitchens now that operate out yeah. of existing restaurants. That
1: well, and, and there's talk of ghost grocery stores opening up because of all the grocery deliveries, so that you don't have your uh, uh, Instacart people or DoorDash people walking up and down the aisles, calling up for. People who are actually still going to the grocery store and shopping.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, there's all these pivots that are happening. We made a pivot to go to an online, and we made it just prior to COVID, but... It it, was the timing was perfect. Like we couldn't have lined it up any better. We went to an online proposal system, right? So even in our corporate training, they still present, get in front of the decision maker with the folder and a pin. And you point out the, the contract, you point out the, no, we're like, Hey, we're going completely digital. We can track when they open it, how long they viewed, what they're looking at. Like it's down to a T and every time they open it, we get that notification. And then when they sign it, we get that notification. It's, it and it sends out automatic
1: reminders. Hey, you haven't week. signed this. And what we noticed is one, <laughs> they didn't spend a whole lot of time reading any of the information in our proposal. Most of them you mean went, they
0: scroll down to the price and then
1: sometimes they looked at the specifications to make sure that we were actually going to do what they needed. But yes, 90% of the time it was right to the price. And then we also noticed that they may not sign it right away, but then they would get that reminder email, open it up and just sign it. Not even call us or email us like, Hey, getting ready to sign this, just sign it out of the blue.
0: And then, so as a sales guy, which that's transitioning into your role soon, like I used to have to fill out this new account information form and try and get their billing information to our billing department. It was just, it was a pain. So we went through the same system, and you set up this automated form. When they sign it, automatically sends to them and says, hey, we need this billing information from you. And now it automatically goes to KC. KC yeah. can input. It just takes steps off of our jobs, which makes our lives easier, makes it less likely for a ball to get dropped and mistakes to be made, and a we seamless made, billing process. As you said, uh,
1: the, the training and what's still out there in janitorial in general, not just for office pride, is a lot of – time, energy, and effort spent face-to-face with a customer, measuring the building, getting information, going back, making the presentation, going back, making a sale, like getting the signed agreement. And so we, we kind of disrupted ourselves there. And we're like, we're going to pivot away from that. Like you said, even prior to COVID, but it became a wonderful tool during COVID because there was a sale I made once that I never even went to the facility. Mm -mm. I looked it up online Looked at their Facebook page for pictures of the inside of the facility, got the square footage off the property appraiser's website, sent her the proposal, she signed it. Our manager went out for the first time to do the pre-startup walkthrough.
0: Yeah. And because we were prepared to make those tweaks, we've been able to stay ahead of the game a little bit. And you still have customers that are like, hey, no, these are the rules, right? The, you have to operate within this guy. You have to go do a walkthrough. You have to type up a new proposal. You have to print it out. You have to put it in a folder. And we're saying, no, yeah. no longer are we going to operate within those boundaries. We're going to expand the boundaries and push ourselves into the, the, the 21st century. Yeah. And a lot and of further. the,
1: a lot of our competitors in this industry would, would look at us and go, that's not going to work. You're going to lose sales. And we've seen zero decline in sales from making this switch. In fact, you know, the, the first part of last year, I would argue that we saw an increase Mm -hmm. in sales because of moving to this, this platform.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, so I don't think they'll mind me saying their name. So there's a very prominent law firm here in, uh, in Pensacola known as Levin Papantonio, uh, Levin passed away a few months ago now. Um, so rest in peace. Uh, he did a lot for this community, done a lot for the, the University of Florida. Uh, but they are a, a, a prominent law office here with a building, and they were, hey, we want to get sprayed. And I didn't even waste time going to walk it. It was, hey, I'm going to pull up your square footage. We know how much it costs per square foot. We're going to, this is the rate. Send them the agreement. They signed it. Once again, similar to your your story, like never even had to set foot into it till we sprayed, and they showed us what all we were going to spray, and it was great. So we were prepared to make that shift and and be ahead of the game. And I'm, so I'm not going to say the B word like you did because I don't want to have to put explicit. We had one explicit <laughs> episode. We don't need another one. So – um we were right before the podcast uh i was like oh i got my show notes and it happens to be like a book that he has um, <laughs> we
1: haven't covered half of it like we could do a whole other episode
0: yeah it's you know it's it's a book here and i'm like man are you gonna read to him or are we gonna have a conversation he goes man you just got to find something to complain about don't you except he said the b word um <laughs> and you know it's kind of what it's talking about here with the infinite versus finite right like we were talking yesterday how much money is enough money? I don't know. I'll let you know when I get there. Like there are all these like people say, Oh, when I get to this amount, I'll have made enough. Or when we get to this size, our company is large enough. And I don't normally operate in that mindset. A lot of people would be happy with where we are. And I am don't take my desire for growth as unsatisfactory. The finite
1: rules of office pride. Like we've crushed what market share we would have been set out for to, to get here in the area.
0: Oh Yeah. And, but we're not satisfied. Like we are in the, in the confines of we're happy with what we have achieved. We're not disgruntled, but we're not saying it's enough. Like we're still pushing the boundaries. We still want to take more of the market. Like it's, it's not, we definitely
1: made the shift to the, the infinite mindset of, all right, well, how do we keep getting better ourselves? Not necessarily even just for growth, but how do we deliver a better product keep our customers make our employees stay around make them happier and it's not just about market share
0: yeah so you have on your on your notes i'm gonna steal this so it talks about the finite players so it says play for the purpose of winning and we may have started out that way but very early on we shifted to the infinite and we play for the purpose of continuing to play right they're yeah. like you know we're we're starting a new brand well we're starting a new franchise, franchise system called scooters coffee and it's one of those things where people are like why like you've got a big company with office pride why would you do something else because it's not enough like i i still feel i need to be challenged i still need to grow i still need to still more push we can do for our community yeah like. absolutely there's so much more that's left and and that doesn't mean we abandon what we're doing right like we're we're continually talking we've had it on our same page meeting for probably three or four months now like strategy as jason steps away from office pride to start the scooters like there there is a plan in place we're starting that this week i'm no longer going to be working in the office on fridays like because that'll give me that step away to start focusing we've, we're supposed to hear back and to get our team more comfortable with seeing you around a little less because that's my big fear. It's not the team is in a, in, incapable or inadequate. The honest to God's truth is they probably work better with me not here <laughs> because I just bug everybody all day long. But it's my comfort of not feeling like I'm letting them down. We. Ha- I mean, I point blank asked you yesterday on our same page, like, how can I get to be okay with this? Like, I don't want you guys to feel like I'm taking advantage of you. I don't want you guys to feel like, "Oh, we're the ones doing all the work and Jason's, you know, making a nice salary and sitting at home on every 3-day weekend." Like that's not the goal. The goal is to yeah. get you guys prepared and me prepared because once again, you don't need me here. There are very few things that I still make a decision on. I may challenge you on some things, but normally that's a you and I conversation in same page. You own the the decisions to to the staff and whatever we go with is what we go with. And if I have an issue, you and I address it privately and yep. you either convince me I'm wrong or I convince you I'm right. And or sometimes I drop, it.
1: I drop a seed and then it grows over a week or so. And then you come back and with a different perspective,
0: like that Daggum property <coughs> on Cervantes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not admitting that just yet on air. So that was a private conversation. So that, that is the infinite versus finite game, right? It's not and, and it's not a finite conversation either like this conversation could go on forever we could give more and more you know sometimes people think oh this brand is developed right office pride's been around for 28 years um is it is it done like Absolutely can they stop not. no they've got a you know amy you sent out an email today hey we're looking at technology for the the owner's conference in september you know what ideas do you guys have what do you think we should talk about like they're trying to get yeah. better, right? Todd's, Todd's podcast, you know, on how to improve his owners, how to improve his leaders, this podcast, like it's all about improving and getting better and moving more towards that infinite game because we constantly have to approach it as that. Otherwise, when we get to where we think we want to be, we're done and we're going to fail. It's, gonna, it's,
1: it's the, and what now, right? And if you don't have a good uh, reason for continuing on, it can become a disappointment, right? Like uh, you think about Alexander the Great, right? This is almost a, a perfect example. I didn't even think about this before the show. He seems very happy right now. <clears throat> winning the, the finite game, right? He, he was like, I have conquered the world. What is there left for me? And and the way legend reads is that he basically gave up, got sick, and died because he had conquered everything. And he was like, what is there left for me to do? Like I've achieved everything. I, I rule the world. Now what? and so you got to have a bigger reason than just winning the finite game
0: it is a pleasure uh we are excited to share these thoughts with you uh, we're excited to share this bourbon with you follow us on facebook follow us on um spotify apple music uh our apple podcast you know google podcasts we're available on all of them like listen share i'm jason this is olin with old-fashioned working whiskey we'll see you next time